Open your Bibles up to the book of Psalms, chapter 23, amen, probably the most famous psalm in the Bible, amen. And the title of my, of my message, if you're taking notes, it's called Victory in the Valley, amen. I remember when we were in Tracy, we used to do an event, you guys used to do Shake in the Bay, we used to do an event, we used to call it Victory in the Valley, amen. Because how many know that in life we go through mountaintop experiences and we also go through the valley amen and I don't care you know what you can rise high in in life and in different things but how many know that God always has a way of bringing us back through the valley sometimes we got to come back and have a little taste and not forget you know what where we came from and so let's go ahead and read this really quick we're going to just read uh uh, one through six, and, as, and, and we know, we, we could probably quote it by heart, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, th yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, first of all, I just I want to thank Pastor for giving me an opportunity. Sister Chella, amen. How many know we got great pastors? Amen. Sister Cella, we love you guys. I thank you for the opportunity tonight. But have you ever heard the term, you know what, between a rock and a hard place? Uh, you ever been there? When you're between a rock and a hard place, you're actually in the valley. Amen? See, there's always a valley between two mountains. And life generally seems or, or to be lived through mountaintop experiences and valley experiences, right? Marriage, man, when the day you get married, that's a mountaintop experience. It's all exciting. But then, you know, one, two years go by, three years, you go through some valley times, amen? It's still exciting, it's still great, but you're still going to go through some things through your, in your marriage. We, me and my wife have been married. We just made 30 years, actually, this year, Amen? And it wasn't, you know, we still go through difficult times. We still go through hard times. Um, I can still remember the day we got married. Amen. It was right, not too far from here. And, uh, and I remember we had a, our first year of marriage was, was uh, it was heaven. Amen. Every day. And then, uh, but then after that, trials came. Amen. And we went through the deep valley. Amen. And, uh, but life is like that. You can go through mountaintops and you go through times of valley experiences. When you have kids, right, that when they're born, I mean, it's the most beautiful. God, I remember, you know, seeing my kids come out of my wife's, you know, come, come out. I was there. I was looking. In the old days, you sat in the waiting room. But, you know, in, in our day, you know, we were in there. Come on. We had the catcher's mitt, you know. Come on. Come on, Manny. Come on, Selena. Come on, Christina. 
And we were there, you know, just waiting for them to come out, or, you know, exciting. But then as life comes by, you know what, man, we're buying, you know. I remember at one time they were all, they were all in diapers at the same time, all three of them. Oh. And you know what, man, and it was, you know, it was a busy time. We were involved in ministry, you know, back then. We were, we were in leadership, and you know what, we had three kids, but you know what, we went through, you know, difficult times. We went through hard times, and, but that's how life is. Even in salvation, we get saved, and you know what? Ah, praise the Lord. You want to take the world. Amen? You'll, you'll get a rock saved if you can. You'll speak to anything. You know what? You'll, but then, you know, time has a way of, you know what, bringing us back and, you know, slowing us down, going through hard times. But how many know we got to press on? See, before each mountaintop experience comes a walk down below in the valley. Some people could live on the mountaintop with the Lord for expended, extended periods of time, but at some point, you will have to pass back through the valley. And others cannot, for some reason or another, move on through the valley. Some people just camp there. Amen. Sodom camped, I mean, uh, Lot camped in the valley. He didn't want to move on. See, there's a saying that Talent will get you to the mountaintop, but character will keep you there. Amen? And sometimes, you know what, when, when, when our character is shaky or, you know, we go through different things, God will take us back to the valley. Amen? Because in the valley is a place where, you know what, where God deals with us, where God is able to mold us. God is able to, to shape us. God is able to bring out the rod. Come on, somebody. I mean, just ask, look at Aaron Hernandez, right? He was a wide receiver for the New England Patriots. He was on top of the world. He was one of the best receivers. I, I remember you saw, I used to say, I wish that guy was on our I wish we had a, a guy with hands like that on our team. Back then, we were like, we were weak. <laughs> Amen. We didn't have any good receivers. We just had the ones that they sent over from the Niners to us. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was just a joke. Amen. Even look at Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. I mean, the guy, man, you know, he was on top of the world, man. He was number one pick, Heisman Trophy winner, right? Money man. He used to talk about the money and all that. And, man, as soon as he became an NFL player, man, he, you know what, he lost everything. He, I, I believe he lost it, you know, with his character and, and who he really was. He was a hard worker. That he would, that he did have talent, that he, you know what, that he could, he could have been somebody. And he still might be, he still has an opportunity. But right now, God's taking him through the valley so that he can deal with some of the issues in his life. You see, we reach the mountaintop in our lives sometimes, and sometimes we live there a while, but then when the wind comes, the wind of defeat comes. Or sometimes the chatter of the world sounds really good to us. Sometimes a wind of discouragement comes into our life. And the wind blows us right down to the bottom of the mountain again. You see, Satan, what a, you know, Satan took Jesus to the, to the high, highest place, right? And he offered him all. He said, man, I'll, you can have all of this, right, if you just bow down to me. But Jesus know that, knew that, you know what, he had to walk in the valley. He had to go down through the valley amongst the people. He had to go and you know what, and, and go through some things and accomplish all the things that his father had for him. 
He had to learn things. He had to, you know what? He, he, he had to fulfill Scripture. He had to fulfill, you know, what God had for him, what God sent him down to do. Somebody said it the other night, there's no shortcuts. See, but Christ knew he had to go through the valley first. And before he sat at the right hand of the Father, he had to go into the valley, and he did. See, some valleys are wide, some are narrow, some are rough ground, some are smooth, some are places of battle and war. But they are also places of hope and destiny. It is said that most suicides occur in the valley of discouragement. When people get discouraged, they get so discouraged that, you know what, they don't want to live anymore. Most marriages break up while one or both mates are living in the valley for long periods of time. Because we need to go through the valley, but you know what, we, we don't need to stay there. How I many know God wants us to move on? He wants us to grow. He wants us to, you know what, to listen to what God is speaking into our lives, what God desires for us to do, what he desires for us to accomplish. See, I know I'm talking to somebody here today who's in the valley. So many people live there most of the time, and it may be because of physical reasons, emotional reasons, hurts and letdowns, abuse, spiritual reasons. Whatever the reason, too many of us have an address in the valley for too long. See, in the valley, in order to climb the mountain to the mountaintop, you always have to, you know, pass through the valley, right? If you go, if you want to go to Yosemite, to the mountains, you want to go to Reno, you got to pass through the valley. You got to pass through the San Joaquin Valley. And if you think about it, you know what? Even in the bay, we're in the in the we're in the bay, but we're in the valley. There's hills on this side. And there's hills on the other side. And the daily grind in here in the valley. But how many know that we can still live on the mountaintop? If you're going to be successful in climbing the mountain, then you must recognize what's in the valley. Now, there are seven great valleys in the Bible. Amen. There's the valley of Siddim. There's the valley of Eshkol. There's the valley of Kidron. There's the valley of Elah. There's the valley of Acre. There's the valley of Gehenna. And there's the valley of Jezreel. We're going to take a look at them really quickly. Now, the valley of Siddim. The valley of Siddim is the valley of the slime pits. It's the valley of Siddim is on the very spot where the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were. You recall the story in the Bible of the destruction of right, Sodom and Gomorrah. God looked down, saw the wickedness of those uh, cities. And he said, I'm going to rain fire and brimstone. See, this is the valley where sin abounds. And you know what? You might be living in the valley of Siddim right now. You might be there, you know what? Not purposely, but you know what? It is, you know, sometimes it's at your job. Sometimes it's just in the house where you're living. There's... There's just things going on that ain't right. And you don't have no choice. You're there because you don't have a choice right now. But you got to be there. But also there's people that are living in the Valley of Siddim is because they want to be there. They're enjoying it right now. Amen? But how many know that 
There's only pleasure in sin for, for a season. See, the valley of Siddim is the valley of sin. And we can find ourselves in this valley. See, these valleys are all around uh, the Holy Land. In the places of the Bible, you can look them up. There's also, number two, the Valley of Eshkol. It's also known as the Valley of Decision. Eshkol is located just inside the Promised Land. Do, we, do you recall when, when uh, Moses sent the 12 spies uh, to go spy out the land? That's where they went. They went to the border. They went to the, to the, to the beginning of the Promised Land. And it, is to the, it was to the place of Eshkol. And the Israelites came to the door of the promised land at Kadesh Barnea, and they appointed 12 spies. Those 12 spies went over, and they said it was a land flowing with milk and honey. And they brought back some grapes that were so big that it took two men just to carry one cluster of grapes. The grapes were so huge, right? And they were, they were gotten in the valley of Eshkol, one of the seven great valleys in the Bible. What is the Valley of Eshkol? Eshkol is where the Jews made the decision of their life. It was at Eshkol where they had to decide, shall we go forward or shall we go backwards? You might be in that valley right now, in the Valley of Eshkol, thinking about, you know what, should I continue to press forward or should I go back to where I used to be and to the things I used to do? It was a place where the Jews had to decide, shall we go forward, shall we go backward? It was in the valley of Eshkol where they decided, shall we obey God or shall we go back into the wilderness? Shall we be at our fullest or shall we be less than we ought to be? You might be there right now. The valley of Eshkol is a valley of decision. And you might be at the valley of decision. And you're going to enter the valley of decision in your life many times as you walk with God. You're going to come to a place where there's a fork in the road. And you're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to serve God? It happens every day. It happens every day of our life where you've got to make a decision. You know what? Am I going to obey God? Or you know what? Or I'm going to listen to the things of the world. It happens every day. It happens in big time, little times. It happens in different things in our life, different areas of our life. The valley of decision. Number three is the Valley of Kidron, known as the Valley of Suffering. The Valley of Kidron is, is called now the, the Valley of Jehoshaphat. It is the valley just outside the east wall of the city of Jerusalem. And it is the, it is the valley between Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives. The Valley of Kidron is said to be big and deep. If you ever go to the Holy Land, the Valley of Kidron is... is Right outside the city, and there's a there's a cemetery there. Ever since the, the time of Josiah, it has been a cemetery. It is said that Samson is buried there. Samuel is believed to be buried there. James is buried there. Absalom is buried there. And many other prophets and different people are buried in this cemetery in the Valley of Kidron. And this is known as the Valley of Suffering. Many people believe this is where David said that, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And you might, you know what, you might be in this valley also. You might be suffering. You might be going through things. 
You might be ailing physically, financially, emotionally. You could be going through all these different things, hardship, difficulty in your life. You know what? You know, you're going to go through these things. You're going to go through these different valleys. But how many know there's victory in the valley? God will still give you victory over the things that you're going through. You might be in the valley of suffering. You might be in aches and pains. Things are happening. I know I'm in the in the valley. Of, I'm in this valley right now. I don't know what's going on. My knees are killing me. I don't know. Am I that heavy? <laughs> My knees can't support me any longer. <laughs> Amen. But the valley of pain and suffering, you're gonna go through it. We go through it in life. People die. We go through, you know, friends die, loved ones die. Our parents, you know, our, our aunts and uncles and our grandparents and children. And sometimes we go through the valley, you know, it's a difficult thing. It's not easy. The fourth valley is the valley of Elah. And the valley of Elah is the valley of battle. Elah is where David looked out and heard Goliath shouting his challenges across the valley. Right? The bottom of the hill, the bottom of the valley. David with his sling, right? He met Goliath and he defeated Goliath there in the valley. There he downed him. In the valley of Elah, the valley, it is the valley of battle. But how many know God is with us in the battle? God is always with us in the valley. God is always with us through the battle. He's with us through the suffering. He's with us, you know what, even when we do, you know, when we're not where we should be, God is with us. He's always there. The fifth valley is the Valley of Acre. The valley, and the Valley of Acre is the Valley of Chastening. How many know God chastises us sometimes? Acre is the Valley of Punishment. Acre is the valley where Achan was stoned to death, right? Because Israel had just defeated Jericho, right? God sent them in. They marched around Jericho. The walls came tumbling down. But somebody from Israel... It was Achan, he stole something, right? Because God told him, you know, don't take nothing from him. Don't take nothing from the land. Don't take nothing, you know, from inside those walls. Don't take anything. But because somebody took something, there was another group that was out fighting in, in I, and because of, you know, someone took something over here, the Israelites got routed in I. Amen. And it wasn't even that many, they weren't even fighting that many people. But they lost the battle. And so because of this, you know, uh, God had to deal with them. God had to deal with Israel here. And you know what? You might, you know what? You might be in, how many know, you know what? Sometimes you're in the valley where God is dealing with you. God is closing the borders on you. God is closing this door and he's closing that door. And because God is, because you're not where you're supposed to be. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not, you know, and God, God will shut the door on your finances. God will shut the door on, you know what, on, on jobs. And he'll shut the door on, on different things within your life. So some of you might be having a hard time, you know what, getting a hold of God. You might be having a hard time praying. You might be having a hard time giving right now. You might be having a hard time in your marriage. You might be having a hard time, you know what, in different areas of your life. But you know what? You might be 
in that valley right now where God is chastising you. God wants you to look up. God wants you to look up to the mountain. God wants you to, you know what, to, to reach for him. He wants you to reach up and you know what, so that he can, you know what, uh, you know, one thing I remember Daryl saying the other day, not it was a while back, but, but when his back was hurting and we were at a meeting and, and, and one thing he said struck me and he said, you know what? He said, you know what? Uh, he said, I just want to know what God wants from me through this. So I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going through this pain and I'm going through this suffering. He, he goes, but you know what? I, I want to know what God, you know, what, what God wants from me. What does God want to teach me through this? Amen. And the reason God chastises us is because he wants to deal with us. How many know God disciplines those he loves? So, you know, one of the sweetest things about being a Christian is getting spanked. It's getting rebuked. Amen. You should enjoy a rebuke. Huh? Because if you don't get, you know, God, God rebukes us and he deals with us because he loves us. Huh? Your wife, she gets on your case not because just to get on your case, because she loves you. Amen? She wants to see you a better man. And he wants to see you a better woman. So don't get mad. Tell your neighbor, don't get mad. See, even in the valley of chastising, the Lord is still there. He has to spank us sometimes, doesn't he? He has to take the rod and he has to, you know what, put it across our backs sometimes. Cross our behinds. But even when God has to put us through the chastising and spank us, sometimes, you know what, he allows us to be put in the hospital. He causes, he causes us to lose jobs. He puts us in the middle of the road where sometimes we might even get in an accident. He'll knock us down. He'll, he'll you know what, cause our hip. He'll slip in the hip <laughs> but that's because God cares and God wants to get your attention there's also the valley of Jehina Jehina was the garbage dump of Jerusalem there was a fire going on there all the time because you know garbage you know back in the old days we I remember we used to have Turk Island and I don't know if they still have the garbage in Fremont amen but and I know there's one in Livermore, but they have these stacks that sometimes you'll see a flame coming at them. They put these pipes in the ground because of all the gases that builds up within the garbage. And in the valley of Gahina, you know what? It used to burn all the time because they dumped the garbage there. And when the Lord spoke about hell, he said, there shall be eternal Gehenna. In other words, there's going to be eternal fire there. That is why it will be forever, amen. And this is a valley that, you know, you want to stay away from, amen. This is a valley that where we don't want to end up. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of hell of death, I will fear no evil because God is with us. The last one, and then we're going to move on, is the valley of Jezreel, amen. I'm not going to want to spend a lot of time on here, but the valley of Jezreel is the place where the great end time battle shall be fought according to the Bible. The Valley of Jezreel is important in the Bible because in the valley, this place is where, um, it's called Mount Megiddo, amen, which comes from the word Armageddon. And it is the Valley of Jezreel where the battle shall be fought. And I just 
through in that, that valley. But all these different valleys are places where we often end up or visit. Amen. But I also believe, according to God's word, that you know what, that there's victory in the valley. Amen. That God will also bring us victory. God wants us to move on and push forward. Push forward. See, sometimes the only way God could speak to us in the valley is that, you know, is, is because in the valley God could get our attention. Sometimes when we get up too high, you know what, we stop hearing, we stop listening. We start making a lot of money. We Things start going good. You know, we see that happen to a lot of believers, right? When they go through, well, you know what, at one time they didn't have nothing. See, I remember me, you know what, when I went through a time where, you know what, my family didn't want me around, my wife didn't want me around, and just even people out in the street didn't, didn't want me around, right? Why? Because I was, I didn't smell too good, I wasn't too clean, and I was all tore up from the floor up. But it was in that place where God called me. It was in that valley of, you know what, of, of, of pain, in that valley, uh, time of suffering, in that time of, you know what, hardship, that I heard the voice of God, that I cried out to God. I said, God, man, if you're for reals, come into my life, and you know what, change me, you know what, heal my marriage, and you know what, get, you know, deliver me from what all these things I'm going through. So the first thing we see that the, uh, in verse 4 says that, for you are with me. How many know God is with us? God is always with us. Well, whatever valley you're in, God is there with you. Whatever you're going through today, you might be living in the valley right now, but how many know that God is going to pull you up into the mountaintop? If you continue to go forward, if you continue to make the right decisions, if you continue to look up, if you continue to trust in God, if you continue to stay the course, you know what, you're going to go through these hard times, but when you go through the valley, man, that's because God is, God is trying to mold and shape you. God is trying to build your life. God wants to do a new thing in your life. God wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. He wants to put you on the right track. He wants to bless you. He wants to take you to the land flowing of milk and honey. He don't want you to stay down there in the valley. Sometimes we get comfortable in the valley. Lot got comfortable in the valley. God took Moses to the valley of Midian to speak to him. When we look at the life of Moses, you know what? Moses was born and his parents recognized that he was no ordinary child. There was something special about him. We all say that about our kids. He's special. Huh? He's just like his papa. Huh? He's just like his mama. She looks just like his mama. And you know, our kids are special to us. But the Bible says that, uh, that Moses' parents looked at him and said, you know what, there's something special about this kid. And at the time, just so happened to be that, you know, you know what, Pharaoh was killing all the firstborns because Israel was growing too big. And he was afraid that, you know what, that they were going to overtake him, that they were going to continue to produce and grow. And so he, he ordered, you know what, to all the... Children to be killed that were, I don't know, what, two years and older or younger, I mean. And so we know the story, right? Moses' parents, they put him in a, you know, in a basket covered with tar and pitch, and they sent them down the road. And Moses ended up in the palace. 
Huh? He ended up with the best schools. He ended up, you know, with the best food. He ended up with the best training. He, he learned to be a fighter. He learned to be a, you know, uh, uh, you know to walk with, with, with royalty and with, you know, with, with leadership. But how many know that God said, you know what? I have other plans for you. And you know what? I got to take you to the valley. Huh? And, and, and because of that, you know what? He, he had to go to the valley of Midian. And it was there in the valley of Midian where he got the call. He was there distending sheep, minding his own business. He got married. And he had a few children. And he was just there, you know, with his, fa- with his father-in-law Jethro. And he was just in the valley, you know what? Probably just enjoying, you know what? Just enjoying life. But then something strange happened. There was a burning bush on the mountain. It's a burning bush. God was looking for a man like Moses. God had a plan for him. But he had to take him down to Midian first. He had to learn how to, you know what, how to just be humble. He had to learn a, a few things in his life. He stayed there for 40 years. 40 years of his life in the valley. But it was there in the valley that, you know what, that God called him. And God told him, you know what, Moses, come, you know, come closer, take off your sandals, because you are standing on holy ground. And it was there where, you know, where God began to deal, deal with him and tell him, you know what, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be a mouthpiece for me. You're going to go and you're going to save your people. And I'm going to use you. And God does that with me and you. Sometimes we're in the, you know what, we're in the valley. And you know what? Things ain't going the way we think they should be going. We go through difficult times. We go through hardship. You, you're in the men's home. You might, you're like, man, what am I doing here? God's trying to get your attention. God wants to speak to you. God has something special in store for you. Don't take it lightly that you're in the home. And don't take it lightly that, you know, you might be going through something because God wants to do something great in your life. But yet, this is the time where you got to look up. You got to see, man, well, God, what do you want from me? God, why are you allowing me to go through this? What is it you're trying to say to my life? What is it you're trying to do in my life? Where are you trying to mold me? Where are you trying to shape me? What am I doing wrong, Lord? What are you trying to do in my life? And sometimes we get in the valley and we're like, oh, it's cool here. <laughs> I don't have to work too hard. Huh? I don't have no responsibility, no accountability, you know. And sometimes we just want to stay in the valley. See, sometimes we're at a place where we think de- defeat is imminent, that you are doomed. But I'm here to tell you that God is with you, that God has a plan for you, that God has victory for you, that God wants to use your life, that God is just waiting for you to make a move to look up and to uh, look in, to look within you and to listen to the call, to listen to the voice of God because God wants to do something great within your life. See, some people get high up and their ears get stopped up, right? You ever fly in a plane or when you go over the mountain? Uh, you go over the grapevine? How many of you, your ears pop? Huh? But sometimes, you know what, when, 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 when God starts raising us up, our ears start popping. And we go, what? what? We can't hear. Our ears are hurting. 
And God will, you know what, God will sometimes, you know what, he'll take us down a little bit so he can speak to us. See, there's this different standard, there's a different living uh, that takes place on the mountaintop. How many know it's not as easy to, uh, to grow things on the mountaintop? It's difficult. It's not easy. But how many know in the valley, you know like, like the valley, the valley here, the San Joaquin Valley, is, it is considered the most, uh, uh, it's the best soil in all the world to grow to grow things right here San Joaquin Valley and you know what sometimes in the valley of God that's the best place for you to grow it's the best place for where God is going to do something in your life you might be there right now God might have to take you down he might be taking you down into the valley to walk through the valley a little bit so he can bring you up into the mountaintop because there's a few things you got to learn there's a few things that you got to deal with there's a few things that that God wants to build in your life. He wants to teach you how to trust in Him. He wants to teach you how to follow directions. He wants to teach you to be more responsible. He wants to teach you to be, you know what, uh, to not procrastinate and to be a mover and a shaker. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you, you know what, that, man, I, I've been in the valley for, for a while, for a while now. Amen? And uh, you know what, sometimes it's hard to get out of the rut. It's hard to get out of the valley. Amen. But God is doing something with me right now. I, I know it. I feel it. Right? Like Pastor says, always says, something's going to break. Saying, something's breaking right now in me. I know it. I feel it. God is doing something. Amen. And But we go through times when you're going to go through periods like that in your life. But I want you to know that there's victory there. The valley is the ground floor for success. It's ground zero. It's a place where sometimes all you can do is look up. But when you look up, how do we know that there's victory on the horizon? There's victory on the horizon for you. I don't know what you're going through tonight. You might be going through struggle. You might be having a hard time finding a job or holding a job down or in the relationship that you're in. I want you to know that God's dealing with you. God is, God is you know what, He's some things, you, you know, you find that, you know what, God is taking things away from you right now, and you're like, man, what's happening? Huh? And that's because God is, you know what, God has a, a, a different, there's a different thing he wants to do in you. And God has a plan for you. And we don't always understand that plan. But I want you to know you got to keep moving. Tell your neighbor, keep moving. See, the valley is the only access to the mountain. You got to go through the valley. You know, there's no shortcuts. Victory Lane is the road you take from here to the mountaintop. It might not be easy, but how many know God has you on the right path? You got to keep fighting. You got to remember the promises of God in your life. You got to remember that, you know what, God has a plan for you. See, in Exodus 14, 15, God told Moses, why are you crying to, out to me? When the children of Israel, they were between the sea and between chariots from Pharaoh. They had nowhere to go. They thought, you know what, this is it. Huh? You might be in that place. You might be going through something right now. 
Maybe you think that, you know what, that, you know what, I can't stay in this marriage any longer. I can't stay with him anymore. I can't stay with her anymore. But I want you to know that God want, God has a, has a way out. God has a plan for you. He wants you to continue to move forward. He told Moses, you know what, why are you crying? Tell your neighbor, why are you crying? Huh? So right to cry out to God, but God always, God wants us to move forward. Amen? God's going to tell us to move forward. Tell your neighbor, move forward. We've got to keep moving on. Also in the valley, the Bible says that thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And in this place, there are times of decision that are in our life. And I mentioned that a little while ago. In Joel 13, 14, it says, Multitudes and multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Amen. The Bible says here that there's many, that there's multitudes in the valley of decision. This place is always a place where, you know what, where we have to, you know what, we have to trust God. It's a place where we wrestle with God. Where we look to see, you know what, are we going to stay in the battle? Or are we going to listen to the flesh? Are we going to make this decision to stay in the battle or to go back to the world? To climb the mountain to spiritual attainment? Or are we going to go back to doing the same old, same old? That's something that's real in all of us. This is something that, you know what, that it's, the enemy's going to continue to come. He's going to try to knock you down into the valley. You might be on a, you know what, on a high. Uh, right now, you might be going through, through, a, through a great time right now. But you know what, the enemy's going to come and he's going to try to blow discouragement in you. He's going to try to, you know what, he's going to try to get you defeated. He's going to try to get you, you know what, so that you want, or you want to give up. But I want you to know that God wants you to stay the course. Like Pastor Darrell said, man, I remember, I, I remember that when he said, you know, I just want to learn. I just want to know what God wants from me at, you know, through this trial. Amen. The most successful people made life-changing decisions while in the valley. Sonny Argonzoni was on the top of a roof in Brooklyn, New York. And he had a needle. And you know what? He had left the, the home. And he, you know what? He could have made a decision to get high. He was at the valley of decision. Should I put this needle in my arm or should I go back to the home? But how many know God sent Nikki Cruz to, to find him? And he found him. And even still then, he could have said, Nah, you know what? I ain't going back. I'm done. I ain't going back to the home. Right, Donald? I ain't going back to the home. I'm going to stay out here. Nikki Cruz, uh, I mean, Pastor Steve Pineda, I remember the stories he used to tell us when he had, he had been in the home, and you know what? It was his turn. It was, for, it was his first turn, time for, uh, for dishes, to do dishes. And he don't do dishes. You know, he, he, he didn't do dishes. And he said he had money in his pocket. He had five dollars. Right? And that was, you know, $5, but that was back in the, probably in the 60s. You know, it was, a, it was a nice little chunk of money. You could probably cop with $5. I mean, I could cop with $5 in the 90s. So I'm sure you could cop in the 60s. 
But you know what he even said? He said, you know what, man? They told me I had Pineda, you got dishes. And he was like, and, he, and you had to put the apron on. Come on, somebody. You know what? And, and he grew up in the neighborhood. You know, no, man, we don't do that. Don't put on the apron and, and wash dishes with joy. Remember? <laughs> and it was, he, was at the, he was at the place of decision. Just think if he would have said, no, you know what? I'm going to take this $5 and I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go do my thing. Me and you might not be here today. He said, no, you know what? I ended up putting on the, I put on the apron. He said, I gave that money so we can buy some ground round, right? So he could buy some meat. And you know what? He made the right decision. And because of that decision, me and you were here today. Me and you were here today. You got to think about your decisions. You got to think about the valley. You got to think what's, you know, what, what, what's, what the future is. Because the decision you make could affect many people. Put on the apron. The prodigal son said, you know what, I will arise and climb the mountain back home. And I'll go back home to where, you know what, where, where man, I haven't made. And he went back home. He made the right decision. The other thing that's there in the valley is grace is there. Amen. How many of those grace in the valley? The valley of decision, the valley of suffering and pain, in these different areas of their life, there's also the grace of God. Grace is there. Because God said, you know what? David said that, you know what? That God goes with him. And how many know God goes with us wherever we're at? No matter what valley we're in, no matter what place we're in, I want you to know tonight that God is with you. And there's grace there. Psalms 23.5 says that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. And it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Luke 3, 5, the Bible tells us that every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and that means that, you know what, the mountain is accessible to all who trust in the Lord and start climbing towards God. God's going to bring the mountain down, amen, and within our life. And that's what God does, man. God's able to bring the mountain down to us, right where we're at, and we're able to get the victory. We're able to press on. Man, I, I just remember the hardships and different things we went through, you know, in the early times of our marriage. And even, you know what, through the year, 30 years, 30 years and climbing. It's not easy. Amen? Come on, married couples. Oh, not here, huh? We don't have that problem. <laughs> but we go through difficulties. It's not easy. So what about you? Are you going to stay in the valley the rest of your life? How many know we don't need to? You don't need to stay in the valley. You can move on. Now you need to, you know, see what God has for you. Ask God, you know what, to show you what he desires of you, what he's trying to do with you in the valley. The reason you're in the valley is because God's dealing with you. God wants to move you forward, but God wants to, you know, show you something. 
Even sometimes God allows us, ask Job. God allows us, God allowed Job to get sifted. Amen. He allowed Job to get sifted, man. He went through trials. But he's still going to love God. Amen. I know many people in our church are going through trials. Right? People are going through trials. People are going through difficult things. But are you going to hold on? Are you going to press on? Are you going to stay? You know what? Are you going to look up? Are you going to call on the name of the Lord? And are you going to, you know what, continue to fight the good fight of faith? The rest of your life. So you don't need to stay in the valley. There's victory. There's victory there. You can get the victory and move on. The, the biggest valley of my I, I remember is, well, you know what, when I was, when I was hooked on drugs. It's one of the biggest trials of my life. For a while, I didn't even, you know what, I didn't even want to use drugs anymore. I, I just wanted to get delivered, man. I wanted, it was like just a, a big nightmare. I didn't want to go through this anymore. I wanted my wife. I wanted my family. I wanted to, you know what, to, to all the madness to stop. Amen. But it was there in the valley. Amen. That I was able to call upon the name of the Lord. And God was able to take me to, to the mountain. Amen. To the mountain of God. To a place where there's victory. To a place where there's peace. To a place where there's healing. To a place where God was able to, you know what, not only save me, save my wife, save my children, save my family members. And he was able to, you know what, to, you know what, to, to, to pour out uh, his lavish love upon our lives. And God is still moving. You know, I, I know even like, I even have some, some uh, relatives that are going to be here this weekend from L.A. And they, they, they're getting saved. All my cousins in L.A. are getting saved. My, my, my cousin Patty and, you know what, her daughters just got saved and baptized. And, you know what, uh, and her son just got baptized. And, you know what, uh, God is on the move. Amen. And all it takes is one person in the family. It takes us one person to get a hold of God. And the promises of God will come into your life and begin to lift us up out of the valley. God to take us through there. God allow us to go through there. You might be there right now. You might be in one of these valleys right now, the valley of decision, the valley of chastisement. You might be in, 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 in one of these areas in your life. But I believe that God wants to give you the victory tonight. Go ahead and stand with me.